This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today we're visiting with Steve Laswell, the mayor of Silvercliff. Steve spent a lot of time in Phoenix with Lockheed Martin as an electrical engineer before he came to the Valley. He's been mayor less than a year right here in Silvercliff, so he should be long on vision and light on baggage. Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you, Gary. You know, just last week we uh, talked with uh, Christy, your counterpart over in uh, Westcliff. So thanks for coming in today. Uh, so what are the top things that locals might look forward to this year from the town of Silvercliff? Well, we've got a number of things that we're going to be uh, stressing in 17. One of them is I want to continue to increase the uh, citizen involvement. And I'm going to be using various means to ask the citizens what their priorities are for the town. So I'll be working with the trustees to put together a survey, and you might even see me out there door-to-door talking to people. Of course, we're always budget-conscious, so we'll have a lot of emphasis on meeting our budget, as always. A lot of emphasis on the park this year. We had a lot of emphasis last year. We put in some pickleball courts. Uh, we're going to start up horseshoe tournaments, have some music, have some other activities. Lots, lots of new things going on at the park. You mentioned that you interviewed Christy last week, and our interactions with and cooperation with uh, Westcliff have been getting better and better as time goes on, so Christy and I are uh, working together very well. And with our pride code, this is going to be the year of enforcement. So in the past, uh, we've been a little bit light on that. Last year, we got really heavy on getting the grass mode for mitigate uh, fire hazard. But uh, this year, we're really going to be on it, so we're going to be looking at uh, making Silvercliff look better and better. So, so the Pride Code was uh, enacted a few years ago to spruce up the town, as I recall. Yes, and it's got a lot of different provisions, and we've been slowly but surely making people aware of those and asking for their cooperation, and this year, we're really going to get into enforcement. Well, good. We'll look forward to uh, the town... Sprucing up, I, as a disclaimer, I am a resident of uh, Silvercliff, Colorado myself. So, you know, one of the interesting things about Silvercliff is it's quite large geographically. Uh, 15 square miles is, comes to mind as the figure that's bandied about. What, what sort of issues does that cause? Well, it, I view it as more of an opportunity than an issue. We do have land, and one of the things that we've done is started a uh, committee called the Rezoning Committee. It's a subset of our Planning Commission, reports to the Planning Commission. And they're going to be looking at how we make use of all of that land with the growth in population over on the Pueblo through Fort Collins area on the uh, eastern slope. We envision over the next several years that uh, some of those, some of that population growth over there may start looking over the mountain and seeing what we've got here. And we want to have done our homework in advance. So we, so if we do have that growth, we can take advantage of it and uh, we can have it all planned out and not have to do things in a haphazard manner. You know, I was talking with a real estate friend and he said, 
hey, four years ago it was Denver that was really cooking, then it was Colorado Springs, and now recently in the news, Salida is is mentioned as someplace where uh, prices have really escalated, rental properties are hard to find. It doesn't take too much to connect the dots to see that a, a place like ours could uh, could be there down the line in the not-too-distant future. It's it's. It's possible. Of course, our primary concern is our quality of life here. We do not want to become uh, a mini Denver or even a mini Colorado Springs or mini Pueblo. That's not what we're all about. So a big part of our planning and strategic planning is to make sure that uh, we're setting things up so that we can maintain the kind of lifestyle that we have here that e that everybody who's here enjoys exactly uh, but, yeah, be a but be able to take advantage of uh, new people who want to come here yeah hitting that happy medium is what you're after uh, so what are the key challenges that the town is facing over the next uh, year or two well a big one is always budget just because of the way things are, most of the commercial properties are in uh, Westcliff as opposed to uh, Silvercliff, and a lot of the tax base comes from commercial entities. So we, al we always have trouble getting enough budget together to uh, maintain, and uh, that's, that's a, a big challenge and something that a little bit of growth could help us with. And the rezoning committee is going to be looking at things like having an actual Main Street commercial properties in, in the town of Silvercliff and just trying to look forward to the future in a way that can make us more sustainable. What's on the uh, opportunity side for the town from your perspective? Well, certainly having 15 square miles is an opportunity. Also, the town itself owns some of the property within that 15 square miles, and that gives us a lot of latitude. For instance, if we're going after a grant to put in a building, we can, we can offer some of the land that we already own as matching for, for getting the grant, that kind of thing. And some of the facilities we have, like our, like our park, and, the, and our ability to develop that and develop what we can do with it are huge opportunities. Let me go back to something you said. You talked about talking with Christy. In Custer County, there's a lot of coordination, I'm sure, that goes on with the town of Westcliff as well as the uh, county commissioners. What, what are the issues that you all have in common that you're thinking about right now? Well, an obvious one that we work with uh, Westcliff is uh, services and equipment and where we see that we can do something that's uh, beneficial to both towns by cooperating. Uh, we do that, and we're we're looking forward to having the same kind of cooperation uh, with the county. But we've we've started out between the two towns, and and I know from talking to Christy that we're both looking at increased cooperation with the county. Hey, one question I always like to ask is, when new people come to town, it's not unusual for them to sort of scratch their heads about the two adjacent small towns of 600 people, and uh, you've got duplicate services, equipment, personnel. Any, any thoughts about that from a historical point of view or uh, any time into the future? Well, you're right. I mean, that's a question that everybody asks, and including I asked it when I got here. And it, it's a tough one because of the history. The first thing you run into is the name. I mean, nobody wants to lose the name Westcliff or the name Silvercliff. But the way that we're uh, working on that is uh, with this cooperation and trying to do things 
with our uh, services and so on that makes sense by working together. If someday it gets to the point that it just absolutely makes sense to pull the two together and the uh, citizens of both towns are willing to look at that, uh, I think it would make some sense. But uh, right now, I, uh, it's too tough a nut to crack, I think. And working together with the other town closely is a, is a good bridge, bridge gap. Absolutely, yes. You know, one, th one of the interesting things in Silvercliff, uh, whose history is mining, is there's a recent flurry of activity with a Canadian company, Vicount, is coming to town and, and is involved with some activities. Can you give us any kind of update on that? Yeah, Vicount is a mining exploration company uh, based in Canada. And they actually dealt with us this year on some property that uh, the town owns, including uh, the town owns part of the mineral rights. And they actually made a payment to us. In turn, we gave them permission to drill some core samples. Uh, we've been slowly but surely hearing the results of those core samples. And it, it sounds like they got some things they're quite interested in. Uh, and now we're waiting to hear what their next step might be. And over what period of time might those kinds of things play out? Well, it takes a long time to move in, the, in, in this direction. And it's justified for things like the Environmental Protection Agency and the state and so on, for obvious reasons, have placed a lot of conditions on mining in the state. And we would place additional conditions on mining within Silvercliff and it costs a lot of money for any mining concern to get to the point where they would actually start digging in the earth and mining. And that's probably looking at something like 10 years before even optimistically you would get to the point where they would actually break ground for mining. Personally, I don't know if it'll ever go to that point. In the meantime, they're paying us you know, a fair amount for the things that they mm -hmm. do, core samples and exploration and so on. And so the town's, the town's taking advantage of that. And we'll work with them as long as we see that what they're doing is in the best interests of the town and the valley and won't, won't hurt our quality of life here. So thinking into the future, five or ten years, any thoughts about what uh, Silvercliff might might look like in that period of time? Does it look the same or do you see some possible changes? I believe in that time frame that probably uh, we'll have some population increase and uh, with that like I mentioned before the rezoning committee is looking at a, a main street area in Silvercliff. Uh, we're looking at a light industrialization area. I guess one of the other challenges I should have mentioned that's common to the whole valley is good paying jobs, mm -hmm. right? We want families to stay here and be able to afford to live here. So uh, we're making that part of our, our plan. And uh, I would hope in, in five to ten years that we would have grown some, that we'd have uh, more business going on in Silvercliff, but that our uh, quality of life, our views, and our Western lifestyle would be pretty much the same. Let me go back to something you said right at the beginning. Uh, you said you were going to be looking for more from the local citizens in terms of getting them involved. Can you uh, expand on that a bit? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very interested in what the citizens of Silvercliff would like to see in the future of uh, Silvercliff and what they'd like our priorities to be 
uh, as we move forward over the next uh, year or two. So, like I said... Uh, so get, getting them involved with sort of the planning aspect or the visioning get, piece? Get feedback, okay. And frankly, when somebody says, well, I'd like to see the town do this, probably my first question back is going to be, gee, would you be willing to be on a committee to look <laughs> at that, right? That's, that's, a, that's, a fair, that's a fair comment. If folks wanted to see Silvercliff in action, the uh, trustees and the, and the mayor, uh, when are your meetings? Our meetings are the first Monday of every month at 5.30 in the evening, and everyone's welcome. We usually have a good sampling of the public there at our meetings, and we even have a section at the end of the meeting where uh, members of the public can give us two or three minutes of anything they'd like about any topic. And I've been to some of those meetings, and it can get quite uh, interesting in those things. So I, I encourage folks to, to go, go out and see your local government in action. It's, uh, it's where things happen. Steve, we're running out of time. What else should folks know out there? Well, I guess uh, since I'm fairly new to the job, I would just like to thank my predecessor, uh, Larry Weber, who was the mayor of the town for approaching six years before I took over. He did a great job in setting, setting things up and getting them rolling smoothly and putting a good staff in place. And I, I, also, I think it's a great staff. That's another place where a lot of kudos are due. And uh, my job was a lot easier when I took over than Larry's was when he <laughs> took over because of the, uh, the good work that he did. And I'd just like to highlight that. And uh, I'm correct that the trustees and the mayor are not paid. Is that correct? That's absolutely, that's absolutely right. And I always send out thanks to those in local government who are volunteering their time to, uh, to make the valley better. So thanks, thanks to you and, uh, and, and your group there. Appreciate that, Gary. We've been speaking with Steve Laswell, the mayor of Silvercliff, Colorado, here on Valley Views. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 